Welcome to the Life Science Marketing Society podcast, bringing you best practices, advice and insight from marketing experts from across the life science industry and beyond. To get more insight from the Life Science Marketing Society, please visit www.lifesciencemarketingsociety.org and grab your free membership. Hello and welcome to the Life Science Marketing Society podcast. I'm Harrison Wright. And I'm Kenneth Vogt. And today we're going to hear a fascinating webinar from Declan Dunn of Simply Responsive, who's a true online marketing expert who's been there since the beginning of time. And the title of this particular webinar is Qualifying and Closing in 90 Days with Email Marketing. So Harrison, I know there was a lot of stuff in here, and we've had a little brief chat beforehand, so I'll let you have the first shot. What are some things that stood out to you? I'm trying to think of this in terms of summarizing it for clarity before we dive into the details here. And one of the big trends of marketing, and especially in the last few years, but I guess you could go so far back as 10 if you if you really wanted to look back at the, the innovators in the space, is the increasing responsibility of marketing for things that used to be the remit of sales and we've had the presentation with laura brown who talks about increasing accountability of marketing for revenue especially there are so many things you can do with digital marketing in particular to make sure that what your sales reps are getting is people who are if not ready to buy they're close and Mm -hmm. so many of these other things can be scaled automated and everything else so that with the whole inbound marketing system people are coming to you you've got the big magnet attracting the leads and nurturing them you don't have the microscope magnified to 100 times trying to find the leads and then go call them they're coming to you and so many companies are doing a fantastic job of that but a lot of them stop short of going all the way i I know so many companies who they do such a great job of building a brand and getting content out there and driving people to sign up so they get their email addresses but then what, what happens when they get their email addresses half the time They just export them in a spreadsheet and send them to sales and say, here you go, give them a call again and again and again. What they're missing is this huge opportunity to qualify that lead and build the urgency of that lead before it's passed to sales. I think what Declan talks about here, qualifying, closing in 90 days with email marketing, is the missing piece of the puzzle. And a lot of people still haven't figured it out. Sure. One of the problems is marketing has tended to talk to the masses and sales talks to individuals, and how do you smear those together? It was always abrupt. Marketing did their thing to the group, and then sales gets a list of the group. It's an inelegant handoff. But email is the perfect solution to that problem because you do contact them individually. It's not an ad that will be seen by a bunch of eyeballs. It's one email that will be seen by that one person as far as they are concerned. And there's been a variety of studies done about this, and we've talked about it in other places. But it takes between 7 and 20 contacts before somebody buys something. And those contacts, they could be something like an email, but they can't be something like an ad. That doesn't cut it. And so it used to be we'd put all those 20 contacts on the salesperson who's supposed to just dial and dial and dial and dial. <laughs> but now marketing is stepping into that gap. And email is the way to do it. And email's not sexy. It's been around for a long time. And people get bored with, oh, well, you know, that's, that's old school. 
except it's not old school. Email itself is just a tool. So the opportunity is still present to have cutting edge technique using an old tool. There's nothing wrong with a screwdriver. There's nothing wrong with a hammer. They do the job. <laughs> so it just comes down to what you're going to build with them. And this is a big point that Declan was making about email. But we do have to use the latest techniques. We do have to catch up so that we're not doing 1999 version of email where we're just splattering it out there with no thought about individualizing or assuming that they got an email so they're going to want to see it. Those days are long gone. You know, now we're talking about 20% of email gets opened. So you're in a huge competition with other email and it's other marketing email. It's email from people at their company and their customers. People aren't opening 80% of their emails that come from their own people. <laughs> so we have to get in front of this and do it right. Declan broke that down about here's what you got to do. And he talked about a number of different things that we can do to make sure that our email is the one that succeeds. And there's multiple steps of succeeding. First, it's got to get into their inbox. Second, it's got to get noticed in their inbox. Third, it's got to get opened. Fourth, it's got to be read. And fifth, it's got to be responded to. I mean, I, I'm going to keep talking here forever if, you, if I don't let you interrupt, so I'm going to let you weigh in now, too. You're absolutely right, Ken. How long has, has marketing automation technology been around now? I don't actually know. You would probably have a better <laughs> idea than me, but it's got to be a decade, more? Well, yeah, more than that. The, the commercial internet basically came along about 1995. So that is shockingly recently. That's that's only 23 years ago. So much has happened since then. It has. I guess the point I'm driving at here is that you know, you've been able to create automations for email marketing for a long time now. And still, I, it's just a, an estimate of a collective experience of all the conversations I've had over the past years. But I'd say at least 80% of life science companies still aren't using them. The most they do with email marketing is send out a newsletter. Right. Such a missed opportunity. And now these tools are less expensive than ever. I mean, there was a time when, boy, you had to make a real commitment to marketing automation. I mean, real budget commitment. But then not anymore. We spend more on, on silly other things. And yet we have these powerful, powerful tools. Here's the downside of that marketing automation. Marketing automation will let you do a terrible job at scale. You know, <laughs> you could put out a whole bunch of garbage and you can manage your email list in a terrible fashion quite quickly and easily these days because of that marketing automation. You've got to bother to get up to speed on this stuff. Now, one of the points that Declan makes, too, is that this doesn't require a bunch of programmers or a bunch of computer scientists to get it done, but it does require professionals. You've got to bother to learn to use your tools. And there's nobody else in the company that should be learning this stuff. This is absolutely the marketer's responsibility. It absolutely is. I read this great book, which many of you have probably heard of, especially if you've worked in sales before. It's a book called Spin Selling. <laughs> it's by Neil Rackham. And it's quite an interesting story Neil had. He's a psychologist. That's been his line of work his whole life. It's not that he had any particular investment in the sales profession, but 
when he was working in, I believe it was academia at the time, he thought to himself, who's going to give me lots and lots of money to run a really big and interesting study? He thought, hmm. ah, big corporations will give me that money if I do research on how to make their sales forces more effective. He got out of you know, Honeywell and IBM and, and Xerox and all these major companies, got millions and millions and millions of dollars to conduct this study on specific things that made a sales call successful or not. They literally rode along with all these sales reps, thousands of them, and counted you know, the number of questions that were asked, the types of questions that were asked, all this data they collected. And that took years and cost, like I say, millions and millions of dollars. The beauty of email is you can get that data immediately. It's collected for you. How even HubSpot, I believe, they keep the the overall data of everybody that uses HubSpot, and they can bring it up at a glance to see what the trends are. As you're building this, you can tweak it, you can test it, you can reiterate it as you learn more and you see what works and, and where the workflow is falling down a little bit. It's so much easier to do than in the old model of business where everything was on a phone or face-to-face. -face. Sure. When you send an email, you an email campaign out, you know within days whether or not it succeeded. Whereas you put up billboards on the freeway and or you take out ads in magazines, it takes you six months to find out what's what. So email has really changed the game. And it is the standard by which all other online stuff is measured. So it's still the thing. <laughs> and it still gets the biggest results. You know, one of the charts that Declan puts up, he compared a bunch of current things and email still getting the best results as ascertained by studies. And uh, if I recall, it was also the second least difficult to execute out of all the methods on that chart as well. Yeah, that was a great thing. It was like, how well does it work and how hard is it to do? When you have something that gets the best results and is the easiest to do, well, duh. <laughs> you know? How is it that everybody isn't doing this and doing it effectively? The tools are out there to do it effectively. The knowledge is out there. This is not black magic esoteric stuff here. This is well studied and all the information is available. And in this particular webinar, Declan really digs into some specifics. You know, he, he talks about obvious things that, well, they're obvious when you start to think about it, but they are the obvious things that people skip all the time. Like timing. When do you send your emails? Well, watch the webinar. He explains exactly why you should do, why you should do it at a certain time. In fact, how you can Find out how you specifically should do it. He talks about something I hadn't thought about in a while. And it's, this is the other thing about this. It's There's stuff that you probably already know, but you've forgotten that you should do every time. Because it's like, I just got to bang out an email. And so you bang out an email. But take a moment and think about when should I send it. The second one that, that caught my attention was the from line. You know, what does it say there? Does it say Mega Science Corporation? Or does it say... Joe Smith at Mega Science Corporation. It matters. It changes the results you get. And then one that this is one I, I stand on a soapbox about all the time. The subject line. People do everything wrong with the subject line. And it's not rocket science. The subject line is the ad for your email. It is the thing that will more than anything else determine whether or not they click open. So you got to write your subject line in such a way that it compels them to open the email. It is not there to be a summary of the email. It is not there to say your company name over and over again, your product name over and over again. It is there for the sole purpose of getting them to open the email. 
I'm just blown away by the emails that I get in my inbox that fail to recognize this reality. I can only agree with what you're saying about about these elements, Ken. And something else that, that Declan brought up that I think ties in, which was a, a brilliant point, was that he called it the 100% myth of email qualification, i.e. the 100% of the people on my email list are ready to purchase now <laughs> or when I contact them. I don't think I wouldn't necessarily word it in quite the same way as Declan. I, I don't think many people actually believe that, or maybe they do, but doesn't change the fact that many people treat their list in that way. You know, and all you get is uh, a monthly email about the latest offers or discounts or anything else. What Declan says is the the truth of email qualification is approximately you're going to have at any one time 60% of the people on your list are still going to be at the top of the funnel. They're figuring out what the problem is and, and how to quantify it. 30% are going to be in the middle of the funnel. They're actively learning and they're, they're looking for a solution. And at max, 10% are going to be ready to purchase in the next 30 days. And he said, often it's more like 2%, which would drive my experience. So if all you're sending out is offers and things about products, then you're ignoring at least 90% of the people on your email list. Exactly. And I think one of the reasons this happens is because of the way we've described our lists. We describe them as qualified. Well, there's qualified and then there's qualified. If by qualified you mean that they're the right people, they're the kind of people that would buy our products, they work for the right companies, they have the right job titles, yes, it's qualified. If you're thinking qualified means that they are ready to buy something today, your list isn't qualified like that. And the only way you get it qualified like that is by having an interaction. Because, yeah, you can know their resume. That's static. That's kind of like a balance sheet thing. But if you want to know where they are in the process, that's more like an income statement thing. That's about what's happening right now. You can have somebody who's very qualified. They've bought your stuff before. But, you know, if they just bought it last week, they're not going to buy it again this week, you know, depending on the kind of product you have. So you have to be aware of what you're dealing with. The point that you just made, too, is that all of your emails can't be about buy this now because most of them, that's not where they are. They're in a different place. You got to serve their need now. And if right now they need to figure out what their problem is, help them with that. Or if right now their need is, I need to figure out a solution to the problem that I've identified, help them with that. So that's one of the things that Declan talks about in, in great detail in this. And when he talks about 90 days of emails, he's telling you the first email should be at, like this and about these kind of topics. The next email should be X amount of days later, and it should be about these kind of topics. And the next email should be X amount of days later, and it should be about these. He just lays it out in a general enough fashion that anybody could take this and apply it. It's up to you to find the specifics then. And you know that's one of the problems that we run up against when we're thinking, I know I need to send another email. I don't know what it should be about. And so we make it about dribble. And we make it about we're having a sale. And we make it about we're going to be at this show. And, you know, all this stuff that nobody cares about but you. <laughs> the recipient doesn't care. Whereas if you follow his format, his template, you will say something that will serve you and will be something they will care about. You'll get to feel good about it. And it will be effective. So I just can't recommend this particular webinar enough. <laughs> yeah, me too. And one other thing I wanted to touch on here is if you watch this webinar and you think, wow, this sounds like a great idea, you might also think immediately afterwards, 
this is really intimidating. This is a lot of work, so much to put together. And, you know, we've got targets that we need to meet today. I've got stuff that I need to do right now, as everybody always does. I like to think of any of these kinds of projects as, as an investment. There's three ways you can live life. And I think it's just as applicable to how you work as to how you manage your own finances. You can either consume everything that you've created today and live well now, but not build anything for the future. If you spend your entire paycheck every month, that's that's what you're doing financially. It's the same sort of situation here if you're only ever thinking about today's challenges today and, and not planning for the future. Or you could be an investor. You could take what you've you've earned and, and use it to funnel them into things that will pay much bigger dividends in the future. But you might have to suffer a little bit now. Or on the other end of the spectrum, you could run up loads of debts and end up in the hole the same way you could just end up firefighting loads of problems every day that you didn't bother to fix six months ago. And the, the way to think about anything like this, like this project, like anything that's worth doing, it's a long-term investment. Yes, it's going to take a lot more work now than just waking up on a Monday morning and thinking, what am I going to send out to email today? But once you've built it, yeah, it might take you hundreds of hours and several months and testing and tweaking and refining and involving other people. But once you've got this system that works, it'll work for you forever. I mean, maybe not forever because the market's changing, your products are changing, your email's going to have to change too. But you'll have the framework in place. You'll know the framework works. All you then have to do is add numbers to that email system and occasionally review it, revise it, and do some maintenance. But it's, it's a lot more work up front, but it's less work for more results in the future, like everything that's worth doing. Sure. And if you follow the format that Declan's laying down, you're going to take the shortest possible path through that upfront stage. You're not going to just be casting about having to do things and redo things and redo things. He's setting out a method, you know, do these steps one through 20 and you'll be done. Whereas if you just, if you just try to do it without that kind of plan, you're going to be doing steps through one through 98, you know, so it, this actually will dial it in quite a bit for you. And you know what? It's something you can start today. You don't need to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. In fact, you don't need to spend anything. You just need an active campaign license or similar system. If you do this right, if you if you can't even get your company to sign off on your active campaign license for $30 a month or however much it is, you might as well just buy it yourself because the impact on your career of getting this right will be more than worth it. Yes, buy it for yourself if, if that's what it takes. And Get your resume out there and find a company that will appreciate somebody who wants to be a professional marketer. <laughs> another excellent point. Somewhat random, but this is another one of the points that he brought out that I just, again, soapbox moment for me. People write these emails and they realize, okay, it's not just going to be me talking. I got to get them involved somehow. So, okay, I'm going to point them to our Facebook page and I'm going to point them to our website and I'm going to ask him to sign up for this for a webinar, and I'm going to ask him to download this white paper. And no, you're not going to do that. So stop thinking that way. Your idea that, well, if I have six calls to action, surely one of them will appeal to them. No, it won't. That's not how you get this done. You're going to be sending lots of emails. So have one call to action per email. And that's it. One. And make that call to action easy to do. Well, what that means is to think about how people are reading email these days. And one of the points that, that he made was most people, majority now, are reading their email on their phone. And on your phone, it is easier to have a graphical button to click than underlined link. So use buttons. 
That doesn't mean you can't use underlying links also, but make sure there are buttons. Make it easy for people. And if you really feel like, I do have to have multiple calls to action, I refuse to, to bow to this, fine. You have multiple calls to action, but have them all be to the same thing. Have a button that goes to your Facebook page and a link that goes to your Facebook page. Or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, is going to be the, the call to action for this email. Have it at the top and have it at the bottom. That's all cool, but focus on one thing at a time because that's how people's brains work. All you're doing is diluting your power when you say either do this or do that or do this third thing. Couldn't have said it better myself. Apparently not. (laughs) I think with all that said and done, all I can say at this point is our call to action is go and watch the webinar and take notes. Wait, that's two things, so just watch it. (laughs) The notes will come if you want them to. (laughs) Well said. If you want to do that, it's quite simple. Go to bit.ly forward slash lsms dash Declan, and you can see this webinar. Declan is D-E-C-L-A-N, and it's all lowercase. And of course, you can sign up to see lots of free webinars and get other great content just by going to the Life Science Marketing Society site to sign up for not just Declan's webinar, but for others. But hey, start with Declan. It's a great place to start. That it is. We'll sign off now. This is Harrison Wright. And I'm Kenneth Vogt. And we thank you for listening into our presentation on this webinar today. To get more insight from the Life Science Marketing Society, please visit www.lifesciencemarketingsociety.org and grab your free membership.